everybody, Dave and Jeff. It is April 5th, 2021. Dave, I have my new favorite saying. And <laughs> I didn't know you had an old favorite saying. <laughs> I didn't either. But I have my new favorite. Because with just a slight tone inflection, it changes from something incredibly positive to something incredibly negative. Okay. And there's no profanity in the saying at all. That's wow. why I love it. Let's take you, uh, you're at work, Dave, you're working at your uh, insurance shop, and uh, <laughs> your co-worker, Pete, comes up and says to you, hey, what's going on with that Murphy account? And you go, you know what, don't worry about it. Pete's going to go, all right, thanks, Dave, that's great. <laughs> now the next day, Pete comes up, and he says, hey, what's up with that Wilson account? Hey, don't worry about it. Now it's like... Hey, fuck you. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I was thinking about it because anytime I text Mark Grant, yeah. Hey, what's up with Maury Hone? Or what's up with, hey, don't worry about it. Is that what he says every time? time? You know what I mean? He doesn't have an answer. He doesn't have an answer. He doesn't know shit. Goddamn ham and egger. You know what? He did point something out yesterday that is kind of scary that if he can point it out, that he saw it, that if he sees it, Major League Baseball sees it. Oh, and no. It was about Chris Paddock. What and did he say? He said every time he throws an off-speed pitch, he slows down. He goes, guys know what's happening. Yeah. And he goes, he's throwing an off-speed pitch. He slows down his arm. And he goes, when it's going down, it's only going to continue to go down. So players know right away if it's not if it's a, a strike that is going to fall out of the strike zone. And it basically, he's cutting himself off. And so him and Scanlon both said the same thing, which was fantastic. So if you're, if you're a viewer. So where's Larry, Larry Roth- Rothschild? Yeah, can't what's he see. doing? I, did I told you, I have no faith in Larry Rothschild. And, yeah. and the reason is, is because the people who played for him with the Yankees ripped him. Uh, Guys rip him all the time. And Woods can say whatever the fuck he wants because he was a Yankee fan. He yeah. used to rip the shit out of this guy every fucking Yankee game. And now that he's on the Padres, Look. oh, I'm not going to say a word. Well, you cannot say a word all the way out of the playoffs, Mr. <laughs> Asshole. Not today, Cupcake. <laughs> did, he, did he hear Michael Rappaport? No. Oh, he said he, people won't talk to him. Goes to the park. I heard he's at the dog park. Yeah. Nobody will talk to people him. People won't recognize my dog. People say, not today, cupcake. That's what they said to him? <laughs> Who knows? He's full of shit. Jesus Christ. I didn't realize him and Lisa Ann hate each other. He and Rappaport? No, yeah. Or Rappaport and Lisa, yeah. Lisa hates him? Oh, yeah. She doesn't hate anybody. Why she, she hates hate it? him? I have no idea. Fucking text her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's on Twitter ripping him today. She was? I think it goes back, honestly, to the Stern Show. Because they were all in that fantasy football league together. Oh, I And Rappaport's a cocksucker in that league. Yeah. I tell you what, man. One thing about her. She's cool as shit. But, boy, she has a short fuse. Yeah. Might be because she's... Short? Short. (laughs) She is. She's a little squirt. (laughs) I mean, cool as hell. But, goddamn. Yeah, I'm glad she's on our team. Uh, Look, we all have our thoughts on Paddock. Right, I. You jumped off quicker than anyone, and maybe you were the smart one. You jumped on, and you jumped off quicker than anybody. Absolutely, but I think Dave, the one thing that we haven't really talked about is the Rothschild effect on that guy, because Darren Balsley and Paddock were pretty successful together. Now, you can say whatever you want. I can say whatever I want. It could be a thousand different things, but. Scan and Mud know what they're talking about. Yeah, They've they been pitch. out there. 
So if they're seeing it and pointing it out, what the fuck is Larry doing? <laughs> that to me is one of those things in baseball that if you have a guy that is good at, at picking stuff like that up, yeah. Rick Sutcliffe was good at it. And, yeah, very uh, good. And, and Mark Grant, as you said, is good at it. We've sat with Did Mark Sutt before. Minor league pitching coach for a while. He might have been. I think he, in the organization. He, he, he did. He, he did, did something to the organization, instructional stuff with the organization. But I remember one of the things that they, they pointed out that I always paid attention to after I heard it. This is over 20 years ago. But I noticed it in coaching. So when someone is throwing a curveball, their finger sticks out of the glove. So if they, yeah. pull, if they catch and they have a finger on the outside of the glove, when a curveball is coming, they pop that finger out. That's why you see so many gloves now that cover that finger. Yeah. But I was that was one of those hell I didn't know when I played yeah. I never knew that but Rick Sutcliffe pointed that out Mark Grant again has pointed out a bunch of stuff as much as we give him shit he knows and when you're slowing your arm down that's basic stuff and so I don't know Larry Rothschild I've never spoken to him but I've listened to guys like Sonny Gray who was successful at Vanderbilt at Oakland and then yeah. got to the Yankees fell apart went back to Cincinnati pulled it back together and he blamed all his failures on Larry Rothschild it's really weird. Like the whole Blake Snell thing the other night where they go out after four and two thirds. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck are you doing out here? Like, that was so weird that they pull it. And, and now Snell, I thought, was pretty good. I don't know if you saw the paper today, Dave, but they were asking him about Morihone. Yeah. And he said, man, there's a lot to like about this kid, but he's young and basically said to the effect of he's green. And I'm hoping that me being here, I can help him get to the next level. Great. And you go, fuck yeah. We'll start with Paddock and figure it out. I mean, yeah, I said all offseason I would have moved him. Yeah, you did. Right away. As soon as the season was over, you said he has to but, go. I thought you were nuts, to be honest with you. I thought yeah. you were overreacting. What do you think now? I think you're dead on. I think yeah. he doesn't do anything to help himself out. I, meaning not the attitude. The brother's too involved. I mean, man, now, you see, make I don't your follow the brothers. He's still involved. He, he jumps in the, the social media thing. Look, everybody understands you love your brother. Yeah, okay? that's right. And, and there are a lot of parents out there who obviously have watched their kids struggle at professional level. They stay out of it. They don't yeah. jump in because you aren't going to win. People are going to sit there and hammer you once they know they have you. But the whole sheriff thing is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, enough. right? Enough. Enough. You, you can't sit there to me and walk in as the biggest, baddest, toughest guy going when you aren't. You're not Bo Svensson. <laughs> I mean, dude, you're lucky if you're in the rotation in June at this point. It's fucking oh, ridiculous. Well, did you watch Weathers the other night? Yeah, I, yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw Weathers. June, he's lucky. He's lucky. He's got two more nice. starts. I was being nice. He's got two more starts. <laughs> two more in his that's audios. It. And then what? Because you don't want to stick him in the bullpen. He get, that's usually when he struggles right away. But he is really a two pitch pitcher. Well, usually bullpen guys are two pitch pitchers. He's got two more starts, and then Lamette's ready. But I tell you what. You think Lamette's going to be ready? Well, yeah, they figure by the end of the month. Boy, I don't know. If that's the case, that'd be incredible. I have a friend on the medical staff who says he knows. I'm not worried about what you know. Yeah. I'm worried I, about this guy. I'm also worried about Ted. I think I know Ted. the same guy, and I'm not so sure. I'm also worried about Ted. Did you hear that fucking story? You know, did you, look. Did you hear it, about Ted? Yeah, it took about two, Jesse pushing him? Yeah, I heard. It, it took... <laughs> Took two fucking games before Ted said, "Nobody's talking about me. I'm gonna take a dive. I'm taking a dive. God damn it, Dave! You say what we all think. Jesus, man! Did you read the story that he said in the paper the other day? No, which one? Ted, Ted's falling like fucking Joe Frazier in the Foreman fight. <laughs> Ted said, 
<laughs> he said two years ago, listen to this fucking story. All right. In the interview with, with uh, Patreon subscriber and all-around good guy Bryce Miller, Ted said he knew he may have to get out two years ago when he fucking wiped out and fell down an escalator at the team hotel in San Francisco in front of all the players. Really? How did that not come out? I don't know. <laughs> That's terrible. Ted, Ted's like that guy that we see on that, that meme all the time at the uh, subway. Yeah. Going down the stairs. That was Ted <laughs> in San Francisco. And then, and then you know what? You six, He said he couldn't hear or see anymore. Then, hey, watch out. Bam. He didn't hear watch out. It wasn't Bam in San Francisco. It was He went down 27 steps. It's only a matter of time before he gets hit by a car. And then, you know what? All you sick fucks. When the Padres share that story and you're like, well, good for Ted that he got finally had a chance to enjoy a balance point at the game. <laughs> That's not what happened. My God. Show the future Padre Hall of Famer. Sure, they'll get him in. Fucking biggest joke ever. But, yeah. Where did he sit at the game? I'm curious now. Sat with Pete Seidler. Did he? Yeah. That must have been comfortable. It just kept turning around (laughs) giving Jesse the finger. (laughs) He did. (laughs) Happy birthday to Jesse Agler. Good. Things are going well. He's so goddamn good, dude. And how about Lewin? Did you hear Lewin's call? I did. I listened to it through your Twitter feed. How goddamn good was that? Yeah. Well, he's great. The Chargers fucked that one up big time. He he did. Oh, by the way, thanks for bringing them up. Okay. It literally took 10 minutes for us to get off the air. And, of course, it was fucking Coach Quintera starting the book. Well, there's a lot of heavy hitters involved. Do you remember, we brought it up last week that somebody is going to play with your emotions in this town. Yeah. There's if If one of you can fucking explain to me this sense of entitlement this horseshit fucking town has that thinks that somebody is just waiting for the opportunity to bring you fuckers to the prom. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Let me come down and I'll pay for all the... First off, I'm going to have to buy the team for $3 billion. Then, even if I don't want to play in Cronky's place, yeah, you know what? Let me come down there, San Diego, because I give a fuck about you missing Josh Lambeau. Let me come down there. Just listen to what you fucks are saying. You're fucking insane. Starting with Kintera. What you're what you want me to believe is that somebody's gonna buy an NFL team that's currently in the number two media market. They're gonna come down here and deal with dumb fucks like Scott Sherman and Todd Gloria, idiots like DeMaio and anybody else. They're gonna come down. They're going to buy all the land. Yeah. Then they're going to finance the entire football stadium just for you. Holy shit, are you out of fucking touch? And I knew it. That's why I told Kintera. It was so good. It was the best thing on Twitter last week. I told him, you're fucking insane. You you're insane. It. Yeah, you dropped, you're insane. And yeah. enough of your bullshit. I did. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Kaplan's fucking on jacking off with Paul Rudy. How do any of you that have a fucking brain in your head, first, if you had a brain in your head, you would have realized that team wasn't worth cheering for. But I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Even if you want to cheer for the local guys, who the fuck do you think you are as a fan base 
that Jeff Bezos or anybody else is just going to be pounding down your door. Can we stop with the Josai? Oh, my God. Goddamn Josai. What has he done? All you guys know about Joe is that Joe lives here in San Diego and has a shitload of money. Yeah. and He, he, he doesn't he, invest it in real things. And he gave Steve a reason to buy a purple coat. Dude, I heard he created that team just so he could give Steve something to do on a Saturday night. I heard he hired Steve to fire him. He just, we, things are behind because of COVID, but it's coming. Whack. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, and Kid Tara, well, there's a lot of heavy hitters. I guarantee you, Roger Goodell is calling. John? Hey, bud, Roger. Yeah, hey. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Got a lot of heavy hitters. Well, hang on. I got a mechanical pencil right here. I'll jot down some names. Hurry up, John. And tell you what, throw that kid down to East Lake. He's a player. John! <laughs> God damn, man. Like, I get it in the sense that you need something to talk about. I get it. We've been there trying to fill four hours, right? Yeah, Brian but now Dutcher's, it's not the week that you have to worry about that shit. You Brian got Dutcher's Padre staying. Baseball. Yeah. You thought Dutcher was leaving so you could start the whole coaching carousel and see who was going to come here. And now you don't have that story. So I don't know. But I, I just, to me, Dave, I think it's incredibly disrespectful to the Charger fan base to start that bullshit unless you actually have firm facts that say Joe Smith, Joe Sy owns this plot of land. Yeah. Josiah has purchased this plot of land and he is interested in buying this team and moving it to San Diego. It's legit. I have it vouched for 97.3 is reporting, right? I didn't see their social media reporting that the Chargers will be sold and will be brought back to where they belong in San Diego. I don't disagree with the fact that 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 team should have never left. But the fucking toothpaste is out of the tube. And I know most of you. I saw Billy the other day. Who loved that team? Yeah. Billy said to you, Dave, he goes, you're exactly right. Half the time your bullshit's annoying. But on this, you're right. <laughs> I think he said all the time. <laughs> yeah. But Billy gets it. I think yeah. a lot of you get it. But what is not, the way it's going to end is when you start calling these idiots out that are doing it because to me I think it's bullshit. I it think is. they're they're dangling a carrot to you. A lot of you that were upset and remember that frustration and the emotion. Let me remind you because a lot of you have forgotten this and maybe some of you haven't. But for those of you that were here at the time, the Union Tribune did a poll that I found fascinating about a year before this team left. 70% of the people polled by Channel 10 and the Union Tribune said the following. We will not give you any land. We will not give you any money. Yep. We will not give you a tax break. Yep. And, oh, by the way, we don't think you're going anywhere. Yep. 70% of the people. So if you think it was only Dean that saw that number and you don't think the league was paying attention to that number, you're... Come on. Come on. Move on. They're gone. They've moved on. It's time for you all to move on, too. Okay, so here's my question, and I know you aren't a diehard Charger fan, but let's say Dean sells this team, and it looks like Dean's going to have to sell this team very soon. There's a new owner, 
He owns the Chargers. He's keeping him in Los Angeles. The NFL is going to want to try and make this work. They don't want egg on their face. One, right. two, is it is a huge media market. They've tried forever to get two teams back in Los Angeles for the longest time. Remember, because of COVID, no one even had a chance to go to those games. I don't think the NFL really cares if it's if they're wearing Charger jerseys or Viking jerseys when the visiting team is there. No, if they're selling out that arena, that that stadium, that is state of the art, the best in the world, as everybody says, that will host the Olympics in a few years. That hey, guess what? It looks great. Los Angeles is in front of it, and this is a place for you to go. You know, if you want to sit there and be a fan that buys tickets and an airplane ticket and fly out. So what? Because I think a lot of people forget exactly what was going on here. People were planning vacations to come to San Diego to watch the Chargers play. Maybe not as many, but man, there were a shitload. So new owner in Los Angeles with the Charger name. Does Did that open the door? They should have rebranded anyway. They should yeah. have had different colors, different name. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous that they have the same colors as the Rams almost. Yeah. But but yeah, you should have rebranded. The, whoever the new owner is, that would be one of my, my requests. I want to rebrand. I want a different name. Yeah. But does that give you, as a person that had your heart broken here in San Diego, the open door to say, I can follow that team now because Spanos doesn't own him and I hated his guts? I think it's a, a great question, and I'm not the guy to answer. But I think once the Spanos stink is off of that team, then I would think maybe you could, right? Maybe yeah. you could go back to cheering for it. I mean, it, I know that some of you became Rams fans or uh, – Cardinal fans, right? A few of you became Raider fans. But gosh dang, I get it. I mean, if you grew up with that team and you were out there for a handful of playoff games, good, bad, indifferent, yeah, it's hard to shake it. I get that. So maybe with the Spanos stink off it, uh, it makes it easier for people to go back. I can't speak for them, Dave. I thought Hartman made a point today that I didn't hear a lot of Sports talk radio. So I don't I know either. if others made it. But Steve made a great point, which was that according to Dean's sister, we all said this, right? The trust is $362 million in debt. Yeah. $22 million in debt to charities. But Steve pointed out today, Dave, they haven't paid a dime of the relocation yeah. fee yet. That's another six hundred and fifty million. Yep. Sixty-five million a year over ten years. That's coming due pretty pretty quick here. They postponed the first payment because of COVID. But goddamn, all of a sudden now you're at you're looking at a billion dollars that you're in the hole. How does Dean and, and it's just again it's a rhetorical question, right? Because yeah. how does Dean figure anything? But how does Dean in his mind think he's coming out of that? Well, again, these are numbers that you and I had mentioned all the way back in 2016. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm going to pat ourselves on the back on this one because nobody wanted to hear it. Build your own stadium. Why would I fucking build, help build a stadium for a billionaire? We kept yeah. saying he's not a billionaire. They're poor considering NFL owners. We told them how this was going to work. We even said when the old man dies, when Alex passes – they are completely fucked, and you're going to see them owing almost a billion dollars was our exact line. Yeah. And you just said it. It's the exact thing that we told you was going to happen five years ago, but none of you motherfuckers wanted to listen. Short this is This is the way it worked out. And you know what? For Mark Davis, man, he got bailed out. Yeah. He was in deep shit. He got bailed out in Las Vegas. For Dean, it didn't work out. Well, Nick Cannon must be a Patreon subscriber because he said to, in that column yesterday— where 2% of it made sense. 
I, I read it literally to look for which old reference he's going to bring. Yeah. He dropped one yesterday that made Perry me laugh. Comma. That was it. Uh, <laughs> he said what we told you last week. The, those of you that pay the $5 a month, we thank you for that. We know the bill came due the other day. But you get shit. Uh, we told you it was going to happen. I should. I blame Ben. I should have figured it would be Coach. I saw that coming from a mile away. And we're also the guys that told you four days before Nick wrote it in his column that most of you didn't read, that the smartest play at the time for Dean would have been to go to Vegas. Yep. Because he would have gotten the free stadium. Mark Davis would have been fine in L.A. And Dean would have been, I don't know. Mark Davis would have been fine in L.A. Remember all those polls saying that most people were Raider fans? Well, and I think Kroenke knew that. He did know that. But I don't know if Dean would have been welcomed in Vegas at the level the Raiders were. Vegas is insanely excited about the oh, Raiders. Yeah. You got a national brand. Yeah. Right. You got Gruden. Yeah. And uh, which, I mean, is a whole nother story. I mean, it's, it's for Vegas in the NFL, it is genius because yeah. you got all these Southern California Raider fans and there's a shitload of them. But then you also have Northern California. The, that are the, still loyal. Yeah. The flight over is nothing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a piece of cake, and we talked about it. You go to Vegas, you got hockey, what, Friday? You got the fight Saturday. Yeah. You got the game on Sunday. You go home. Yeah. What a, what a, a great weekend in Vegas. You have Allegiant Stadium, yep. which with SoFi in Minneapolis and Atlanta are being talked about as the nicest stadiums in the league, but there are a lot of people that say Allegiant's number one. So, and just the way, Dave, I haven't been to Vegas in forever, but you've seen enough of the pictures. Yeah. The way that place looks dropped in right off uh right behind the strip yeah that just fits the raiders it does that doesn't fit dean ag i just listen man nothing would make me happier than to see a press release saying that team was coming back here it would be great it really would be great but i'm sure as fuck not gonna tell you it's gonna happen when there's not jack shit to support it yes that's what you have to do. If people start talking about it, whether it's Kraz or Coach or say, give me give me something that I can actually sink my teeth into. Why you think, well, Jeff Bezos isn't bullshit. What do you know? What do you know what Jeff Bezos wants to do? Fucking stadium's gorgeous. I don't know. The Giants and Jets seem to coexist. Yeah. A couple of In fucking, a whole different state. Yeah. A couple of big fucking egos there. They seem to be coexisting just fine. Yep. When they were building MetLife, I didn't see the Jets running out to say, hey, we got to build our new place. They said, fuck it. We'll stay right here. Remember there was that talk for a little bit about the Jets having their own stadium in the middle of Manhattan? Oh, my God. That sounded crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that yeah. That so, listen, I, we just shoot square with you. We're not always right, but we're right more often than we're wrong. And they just makes no sense at all uh, for that team to come back here. It's sad because I wish they would have never left. But remember, remember, we're the same show that told you that the NFL said, build a stadium downtown where we can walk everywhere and the Super Bowl will be here every four years. And if they're saying it to us, then they were saying it to guys like Faulkner and Sherman and Gloria. And everybody else. And what do we do as a city? We push for Mission Valley. Yeah. It's just so fucking stupid. (laughs) You're absolutely right. We push back on the dumbest fucking things. They gave you the answer what they wanted. 
Here's the point of that, by the way, when Jeff says that you could walk everywhere, it would have been the only stadium like Always. that. Always. It would have only. been. Only. Yes. And so you literally, you get off the airplane, you go to your hotel, the convention center, the stadium, and the, the gas lamps, all walking distance. There's not a place in the NFL like that. Well, when we were in San Francisco. Remember how yeah. far it was out to Santa Clara? But it's it's pedicabs, it's lifts, it's Ubers, whatever. It's cake. It's, it's easy. It's gorgeous down there by the water. And we said, no, we have to go to Mission Valley. I was like, God damn, we cannot get out of our own way in this town. Yeah. We, it's why I said five years ago, we're Mayberry by the beach. Because we are fucking Mayberry by the beach. It's not that tough. If David and I could figure it out, all of you should be able to figure it yeah. out. But it's just this constant fucking arrogance that we have in this city that I think is caused by the Napoleon complex that we've lived with for 50 fucking years that we're going to make the decisions and none of them pan out. We're the same fucking city that told John Moores, you need to develop the 12 square blocks around oh my God. Petco Park because we're not going to get fleeced by you four eyes. <laughs> oh shit, I guess we did. <laughs> God. You walk around downtown and you're like, that fucking apartment building, the Omni Hotel, this place. John owns all of it. All of it. Because you we made them. We just gave it to him. You made, what do you think he thought when they told him that? God I, damn. How, it, it's unbelievable. Okay. Fuck. He deserved it. If you're going to hold my feet to the fire. Okay. <laughs> if you're that dumb in business, then you deserve to get burned. And we got burned. Holy shit. But it, it could have been done. I, I thought those guys, I mentioned it. I thought yeah. those guys that did that bolted podcast really did a solid job in reminding us of all the shit that went wrong. And so, yeah, I just find it incredibly frustrating as a non-Charger fan that that these guys just run wild and say shit with no substance behind it at all. Yeah. None. No, no it happens all the time. It's one of those every time I hear it. Or read it. I think about your line all the time. Keep saying it until you believe it. <laughs> That's what yeah. these people do. Yeah. I mean, Ballmer's building a new building for the Clippers, yeah. but he didn't say, hey, you know what? <sighs> we need to bring this fucking team home. <laughs> we got to go south. He's like, south to Inglewood. We'll go there. <laughs> I mean, you lost the Clippers to Inglewood. Yes. That's you, you where did. he determined. He lost to the Clippers single. At the same time, Bomber, everybody thought when he bought the Clippers, he was going to move them back to Seattle. But yeah. he, he's fine. He's absolutely doing fine, and he's buying shit in L.A. Now, I haven't heard his name come up at all, but no. I'm, I still think he's the guy to keep an eye on for that Chargers I think statement. that would be the best thing for oh, be L.A. Incredible, you know, yeah, as far as anyone, other names and stuff, you, you don't know what you're getting. You know what you're getting in Bomber. Yeah. You're getting an owner that is passionate as fuck that has nothing else to prove. Well, and he owns the land yeah. that bookends SoFi Stadium. Yep. Like, what a perfect guy for uh, the league. Yep. Perfect guy for Kroenke to go in business with, right? Exactly right. No, exactly. I, again, I don't know. I don't know Stan Kroenke. I don't know anything about him. I just he, no. he always seems to strike as the kind of guy that wants to be the the wealthiest guy or the best guy in the room. And I'm sure a lot of guys who are wealthy want to be that way. Right when you walk in the room, people but, know what your background is. I mean, Bomber makes him look poor. I got it, but doesn't Bomber strike you as a guy that you can do business with? When he's when Irving Azoff and Madison Square Garden, James Dolan, 
are trying to negotiate the forum, and he's like, well, fuck it. I'll just give you $400 million Yeah. and get out of here. Yeah. And they're like, all right. I guess we'll get lost. <laughs> like, he just strikes me. But he said, I didn't want to drag this thing out. Yeah. It wasn't right for them. It wasn't right for the city. This was the best solution for all parties. Yeah. If I'm listen, Dave, I I get your point about Cronky wanted to do this. After dealing with Dean for five years, I think he'd fucking carry Steve in on his shoulders. Every time Steve Park, he's gonna tell Kevin Demoff, "You fucking get down there. <laughs> you Les Need and McVeigh carry that fucker into his suite, and he gets your seats now. We'll move your seats. Yeah." I, I think he would I think the entire league I would be I think the Bezos thing would be more concerning for Kroenke. I think Ballmer, I agree with that. I think Ballmer has shown who he is as an owner and as a businessman in Los Angeles that I I don't think you have any idea what Bezos would do, right? Why do people keep saying Bezos, by the way? Is it because he's the wealthiest guy we know? He had said well, because Dean's sister's attorney mentioned him there had been talk that amazon wants in remember they just got the thursday night package yeah so there had been some talk that he had wanted to get in he's kind of stepping aside from amazon yeah, day-to-day operations saying. and he's sitting on 180 billion right yeah Holy his shit. wife his ex-wife could literally afford to buy the team yeah uh young guy right no he's in his is he in his 60s am i wrong on that uh, I don't know what's considered young anymore. I mean, Kroenke's well, I mean, not yeah, young. But uh, this, yeah, fuck, man. I, I don't know. I just always think it's interesting that that's a name when he hasn't owned a team before. Yeah. You know? That's why I think, I mean, look, it, you're going to welcome that money too. Yeah. Because if he jumps in and they get in a bidding war between Ballmer and Bezos, Dean. No, Bezos is a young guy. He's 57. Yeah. But I, I just think that's a guy from the league standpoint you want to welcome in, right? Yeah. Doesn't he help you across the board? God dang. A net worth $182 million right now. Billion. Billion, I mean. Holy fuck. Yeah. He wouldn't dude, if he, even if he <laughs> bought the team, it wouldn't even flinch. Six billion. I'm trying to think in your yours and my terms. I mean, is yeah. that like buying the team for a penny? Uh no, it's like buying the team for a thousand bucks. I don't know. A thousand would sting. I think I, when I, if I write a check for a thousand, I'd go fuck. I just wrote a check for a thousand to anything. But uh, if you write a check for, yeah, fuck, that's nuts, man. Yeah, I it mean, is so fucking crazy. <laughs> you can buy all thirty-two teams. Yeah. Fuck it, I want all thirty-two teams. <laughs> he could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you look. I mean, it's still a big check that he's writing. But if he wrote a check for six billion. And God, uh, dang it. this guy literally has the money. He could put it right like with a Santa Monica Pierce if he wanted to. Yeah, it's you could insane. go anywhere. You buy the Elkhorn Speedway. Build it right here. <laughs> you told Coach the Elkhorn Speedway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just... What's in, the, in place of the Elkhorn Speedway, by the way? Nothing. It's down there by the airport. Oh, fuck. By that fucking land in Oceanside that, where they were going to build it before the almighty Oceanside Pilots Association got involved. Oh, my gosh. I just... Yeah, uh, it it frustrates me when people get your hopes up. Do you know who who Bezos is with now? Yeah, Lauren Sanchez. Oh my gosh, he used to sit behind me at Charger yeah, games. I know that's what's so crazy. I wasn't. She, well, fuck. Huh? She she was with a couple NFL guys that we know. Well, she definitely moved up. She did. She always seemed cool. I only had minimal dealings with her, but she always seemed cool. 
She wasn't. She wasn't bad. She sat directly behind me at Qualcomm. Okay, her or Lisa Guerrero. Lisa Guerrero was a bitch. Yeah. Lisa Guerrero wasn't very nice to anybody, but no. Lauren was cool to everybody. Yeah, there was a big thing about on Lisa Guerrero recently. That's why I just said it. But I'm just saying I don't know, man. Her dealings yeah. in San Diego, she didn't seem overly friendly to people. Yeah, I didn't feel Lauren was overly friendly. Really? Yeah. Uh, I saw her every Sunday because she was working for Prime Ticket. Remember what? Yeah. Wasn't that what Fricky was on? I think so. Remember when they were doing those shows mm-hmm. out of Staples Center? Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Lauren Sanchez, her she, her son, Nico, is from Tony Gonzalez. Oh, wow. But there were a couple other ones, too, that, that she was uh, well reportedly with. Now, I would say this. Lisa Guerrero, I only remember coming to town. God, she was with Best Damn Sports Show, though. Yeah, she was. Um, I feel like she was here before Monday Night Football, and I feel like people would talk to her and she wouldn't talk back. Yes. But Lauren Sanchez was here every week for whether it was Best Damn Sports Show or whatever that Fox show was that Fricky was a part of, Chris Myers and all those guys, Olbermann. Yeah. Right? And she was cool. That's the way I remember it. All right. Well, she's doing well now. Yeah. She's not starving. Maybe she's pushing to come back. (laughs) Maybe she'd be the person behind it. Yeah. Buys the team because Lauren's going to run it. God. I I don't know. (laughs) It's an amazing story, though, right? Yes. Unbelievable. All right. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, this weekend was Easter weekend. Did you do anything? I sure did. I was going to mention it. On Saturday, Dave, I got my first shot. Okay. I'm getting mine on Wednesday. Uh, Get the Pfizer. Well, I will take the Johnson & Johnson if they have it. I understand well, what they say. Well, you should see it, though. Did you make your appointment? It should say on your appointment what they've got you scheduled for. No, it didn't say. It said, I'm, did. I'm going through. Did you go through Kaiser? You know what? I didn't. It actually went through Sharp. Really? Yeah. See what it says right there. Mine's through. Uh, fuck it, dude. I won't figure it out. I forgot my login. Oh. But it says they offer all three at Kaiser now. A friend of mine oh, had a couple nice. friends of mine got the Johnson and Johnson one this weekend. That's good. But then they say the Johnson and Johnson one's like seventy five percent. The other ones are in the ninety percent. Well, for you, what I would suggest is the Pfizer because you and I have both had it. Yeah. And I heard after the first shot that uh, the Pfizer's now for dopes like us, it's like ninety five percent effective. So. Okay. Uh, I saw our pal Matt Coyle the other day, sends his best, and he said, how did it work? And what happened was I got two different emails uh, within back-to-back days of saying, hey, you, you now qualify. Would you like to find an appointment? So I had to kind of look around like any of you have done. My first one was scheduled for tomorrow at CVS at 1.30 in the afternoon, but doing it on a workday 25-minute drive from the office. They want you to stick around for 15 minutes afterwards. I wasn't necessarily thrilled about that. And then Friday, I got an email. Again, same thing. Hey, you qualified. You want to uh, set up an appointment. And I started looking through the options, and Cal State San Marcos came in. Yeah. So this is just what I had, and if any of you have that option, no matter how far the drive is, boy, I would highly recommend it. Drove up there. My appointment was 1230 on Saturday. Free parking, 
signs everywhere directing you where to go. It's in um, the, man, they got a beautiful new gym on that campus. So everything goes there. You get to the front door and there are three people waiting for you. Hi, do you have an appointment? I do. Great. Where's your ID? I have my ID. They check. Okay, you're on the list. Go down and see this guy right down here. You see this guy. He confirms. He walks you into the gymnasium. Now, you go to the check-in, and the woman checks your ID, gives you a couple of questions, Dave, kind of like when you got COVID tested, right? Uh, Have you had any recent health issues? Are you allergic to anything? And then they give you your COVID card. We've all seen them. And she said, go see this gentleman right over here. So I take my COVID card, my ID. I go see that guy. He goes, great. Go over to Station 25. I walk over to Station 25. The woman said, do you want left arm or right arm? I said, I have not done anything productive with my left arm in 17 (laughs) years. Let's go left arm. She goes, great. Uh, You push your sleeve up. And she goes, you know, puts the Band-Aid on. And she goes, okay, here we go. Dave, I, it's, I'm not joking when I say I did not feel anything. Like some of these, it looked like they were jabbing you, like they were trying to euthanize you. <laughs> um, she goes, okay, I hope that wasn't bad. And I, I literally never felt it. They then, uh, so now she goes, we would like you to stay in the observation room for 15 minutes to let us know if anything happens. So yeah, no problem, whatever I can do. So they walk you over, and it's a 25-yard walk, and there's people every 10 yards with pom-poms. Hey, that was one. You're done. Was that one or two? Which one? You're like, I shot one. Great job. We're so proud. You're like, all this stuff is so fun. Went and hung out in this observation room, Checked, uh, sat there for 15 minutes. They already made my second appointment, which is in on the 24th, I think it is. And... Uh, Feel great. Had no issues on Saturday night. Again, I got the Pfizer. I know some people that have had issues with Moderna. But then I talked to a buddy today that said he had kind of an issue with Pfizer. So I don't know anything. I'm just telling you. But you didn't feel anything. Like you didn't feel no headaches, no pains, no uh -uh. nothing. I I didn't feel anything in my left shoulder. Some people were talking about how their arm hurt the next day. But I'm a big believer in those AMF squeeze things. It was metal coils, and that's probably, you know, probably what separates me from the average San Diegan. But, man, you walk out, and you get that card, and it says you're one down. It's pretty fucking cool. Good. I, I know there's... So, after you get the second one, are you supposed to keep that card on you, like, for the future so, when you're going to travel and all that shit? Yeah, so that's the funny thing I heard, too, that is if you take it to Staples or... I think Staples or somebody else, there's somebody that will laminate it for, for free. And you get that thing, and you get it laminated, and you're good to go. And just keep it in your wallet like a, like a it's credit card. It's a bigger card. card, though. It's a bigger, um, looks like the size of like a recipe card, like oh, an index Christ. card. I'm supposed to stick that in my wallet. Hey, you know what? Figure it. it out. You went to state. I'm going to lose. <laughs> okay, I'm going to lose You're from a house it. full of learned doctors. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I, by the end of the month, you're going to be all taken care of. Yeah. In, uh, fuck is it? 18 days? There you go. Yeah. Well, when we're here three weeks from tonight. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be done. 
Yeah, I'm gonna again. I'm going on uh, on Wednesday, but I could have gone to like Ralph's downtown. Yeah, and they would have given me the Johnson and Johnson one. Like I literally just asked on my phone, you know, COVID shot near me. Yeah, and it was out of stock everywhere, and the closest one was downtown. And the only reason I didn't go was like ah, I don't want to fucking look for parking. I'll just go to the one near my house. Where's the Ralph's on Wednesday. downtown? I'm trying to think of where it's it near is. Horton Plaza. You know where it is. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. You can park in Horton Plaza. Yeah. Still. I guess. <laughs> I'm not even sure what the hell's going on. What happened in this town? You lose the stadium, you lose Horton Plaza. Yeah, everything goes to Everything's hell. going. <laughs> um, but the Chargers are coming back. But I, I would just say, Dave, do the one with the highest efficiency, if I had to tell you. Um, uh, my brother-in-law got the Moderna today. He seems to be okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he married my sister, so that... <laughs> <laughs> he, had a, he, had a few, he had a few other issues we had to figure out but uh but he says he's doing well yeah so i don't know but but find that pfizer one man because that's the one you had it i had it they say after that first shot you're at 95 percent. you're ready to go so how much padre baseball did you watch this weekend a ton because my kids were out of town all weekend oh, they're still out of town they got home last night okay. so i watched i dave i loved it i watched Snell on Friday. Yeah. Like I said, I thought it was complete fucking bullshit. What, that they took him out? Yeah. You I know thought what, it was though? stupid. I tell you what, I was paying attention to this. Okay, here, here's the thing they say to pay attention to on Snell, because you always wonder what the hell happened in Pitch Tampa count? Bay. Pitch count? and and When he got to 90? 50. Pitch 50 is where Snell has fallen apart since winning the Cy Young. Yeah, okay? but he looked great at 89. But, but he did keep putting guys on base after pitch 50. He was a different pitcher after pitch 50. It was very strange. I mean, what what the numbers say. So here's the deal on on Snell. I'm not doing this to to drive people crazy like I do on Twitter. This is what I'm saying. The the book on Snell is he struggles after pitch 50, hasn't gone over five innings since July 2019. He easily could have gone five if not – I mean, he needed an out to go five. He needed one out to to basically get to where he wanted. The other day, Kevin Cash was like, fuck it, let's go, Jace. Leave him in the game. He's like, I told you. You motherfuckers had to eat shit an entire winter. Fuck you guys. And then, uh, so that was up. Darvish back tomorrow. Yeah. Snell on Wednesday when we're here. But then how about lights out Joe Musgrove? Musgrove was great. He was great. And the book on Musgrove, as we told you when he was in Pittsburgh, can't go more than four innings. Musgrove was great. I mean, talk about a return to your hometown with your parents in the crowd. That was awesome for Joe. Well, and, and the other part that we alluded to earlier on is David Weathers coming in. Ryan. Or uh, Ryan Weathers, sorry. Uh, look, why are we the show that has to tell you all this? Right? The only thing that I saw about that was, hey, this is the first three-inning save since who knows when. Yeah. No, you dickheads. <laughs> what that clearly was, in my opinion... That was a fucking audition. That was an audition because they were, in my opinion, saying if Paddock can't fucking get it figured out, then let's see what we have with this kid. Holy shit. I get it. It's one outing. That kid was fearless. And I get you could point out the Diamondbacks may not be that good. Whatever. Boy, there was a little bit of a swagger about that kid that that you haven't seen Paddock used to have it. He's trying to find it. But I like that kid, Dave. And that's why I said I think I think Paddock has two more starts. And if Paddock doesn't figure it out in two more starts, then I think Weathers slides right in there 
We'll see what happens with Morihone tonight. Not bad. We're, we're watching it. Top of the fourth. He's down 2-1. But I think uh, with Lamette coming back, I think Weathers is clearly looking at Paddock's spot and saying, I want that. I'm going to take it away from you. What do you. Honestly, what would you do in that situation with Paddock? I mean, we talked about the bullpen and stuff. He's not going to be happy in the bullpen. I mean, do you look to, to trade him for anything? What do you do with him? I mean, I think, Dave, you have to try to figure out what was he doing in 2019 that he's not doing today? And you go, well, okay, thanks a lot for the insight. We'll try that starting tomorrow. But there's something wrong, right? Dave, yes. The guy was unbelievable his entire career until 2020. Now, I don't know well, you, if— You know, in an argument against him, he struggled against the better teams. He did very well. And I understand they're major league teams, but he struggled against the better teams. I got it. But overall in 2019— he was he was pretty solid for a rookie pitcher. Yeah. He, he had times, but as a rookie pitcher, you felt like his career was going the right direction. And last year in empty stadiums, you felt like he couldn't figure out any part of it at all. And I I watched yesterday, right? I mean, he got out really slow, kind of found some places. I, I saw Ben's tweet that maybe not as bad as a lot of us expected. I, I didn't. I knew what Ben was trying to say. I think a lot of us thought Paddock was going to go out and get shellacked in two innings. But, man, you said it, Dave. We all loved it when he was the sheriff. He had that swagger, right, calling out Pete Alonzo, doing all that shit. Man, we loved all that. We loved the fact that we had a young guy that had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder that was going to go challenge the best teams. And, yeah, he needed a little help kind of figuring it out, but that happens. But goddamn, he is just, yeah. Remember when Norv said, who was it about Norv? Remember when Norv was talking about the Charger team? Hey, you lost your smile. Remember that? <laughs> Remember Norv said that? And we were like, Norv. what the hell is Norv talking about? <laughs> Do you remember that? I think we were at 1090. We had a clip of Norv saying, hey, this team's lost their smile. What? What are we doing here? <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's not Hedges. It's not uh, Mejia. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he, he pitched with Nola last year. I don't know if Nola works. I don't know, man. You got to – I mean, you definitely want to try to figure it out because at this point – Well, you know, you're giving them to the end of the month or less than that even. Yeah. Right now, you're not getting a, a – soup spoon for him so no. you might as well figure out that's true try to get try to get him rolling and that and uh, you know what hannah nancaro said enough with talking shit about this guy look i don't even know what to say about that i mean wh what did she want i mean when you play like shit you deserve to be called out words you, of encouragement when you can't get the job done you deserve to be called out i mean words of encouragement you think he's sitting there going well good i got two fans my brother and her Robbie Erlin said she'd have my back, and he was right. He was right. I mean, fuck that. That doesn't. No offense, but that doesn't do jack shit. Get the job done. Yay! <laughs> Damn, man, this isn't one one bad start. Yeah, this is the guy who takes the mound, and no one who's a fan of the team wants to see him take the mound. His fucking walk up song should be "Cheer Up Charlie" from Willy Wonka. <laughs> That's it. I. Uh, Oh, my gosh. He, uh, I don't know, man. It, it's just he definitely has lost 
He he lost that swagger for sure. Yeah. All right. So you and I tonight, because someone might question tomorrow, why don't we bring this up? Okay. You and I yeah. have spent the majority of the evening during the show. We're watching the college basketball championship game. Correct. Baylor and Gonzaga. Now, when I'm looking at the box score right now of the Padres and Giants, and right now it says middle of the fourth, Giants up two to one, I want to see what Tatis is doing. Well, he's 0 for 2, and now he's out of the game. Kim is in form right now. Mm. He hasn't made an error tonight, but he is out of the game. So he had five errors in four games, which tells you something's not right. Yeah. I mean, it's look, last year he had three the entire time. Going into the season a year ago, I was worried about his throwing. Wasn't worried about his throwing at all after last year. He was outstanding. Yeah. Him and Machado were so damn accurate. Look, he he had all these errors over the weekend. There was one play that I thought was interesting for him. You said you watched a lot. Do you remember mm-hmm. the ball that he skipped across the infield? So he had, he had yeah. a ground ball hit to him, and he, it cleared the dirt, and he hit it, it, threw it into the grass. Then it bounced yeah. a second time and over there, and then looked like it, me playing short. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was mud over there blowing him. Man, it reminds me of Dave Concepcion. Look, here's the difference: Dave Concepcion played on turf, and he bounced it one time. Yeah, Ozzie Smith bounced it one time. You don't bounce it twice. That's there, something's off. Yeah, there's something wrong, and that's why I'm wondering. Is he hurt and he's just trying to play through it because it's the beginning of the year, but something's wrong. I understand he booted that one ground ball, but most yeah. of these are throwing problems. There's something off with, with Tatis right now. Uh, across the board. Oh, yeah. Now. I mean, God dang, he's hitting below 200. He's hitting right now. He's hitting 167. And the home run he hit was exactly, I thought of you yesterday. The home run he hit was a Will Myers home run. Well, the game's in hand and Will Myers what? hit a home run, it didn't fucking matter. That was a pitching with the lead home run. Well, you're up 3 nothing. Yeah, in the ninth, but you have, you have guys coming up behind him. Yeah, but that was one where just don't walk him. Yeah, but they're yeah, pitching around him. No, but that's not the Will Myers home run in the sense the old fashioned Will Myers home runs were games that were six to one, and Will would hit a solo shot to make it six to two with two outs in the eighth. That didn't make it in a three nothing game, and you hit one in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, that. Gives your team. I'm not. It may not be the biggest one. Yeah, it's not one that ties the game. It gives you the lead. That's a four, pitching with the lead pitch. Four hundred and sixty-five feet. Well, that's great. It counts for one. Yeah, but you you get them off the schneid, right? My favorite thing. My God. I uh, I don't know what's going on, Dave. I really don't. I uh, it's like is it the contract? Is it is it a health issue? Nobody fucking knows. Here's the thing that I thought about. He today. knows. He knows. Well, yeah, he knows. Tingler knows and Preller knows. Here's the crazy thing, right? Yes. With COVID, he doesn't have to answer to anybody. No. Because nobody goes in the locker room. Yeah. Nobody goes in there and questions him every night to say, hey, fuck's your problem? <laughs> the fuck's your problem? Who's going to ask that? Bernie? Annie. I wish Annie would ask him. Angry that. Annie? What the fuck are you doing? Hey, don't turn that camera on yet. Hang on. You hold that camera for a second. Hey, fuck's your problem, dude? You fucking hit with this shit? Hey, I'm trying. All right, fuck it. Time's money. Let's get this camera rolling. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Let's see. I mean, the cliche is... You could see four games in July where a guy doesn't really hit. Nobody says anything. But it's the first four yes. games coming out of the gate, and it's mass panic. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm taking so much pleasure in watching Gonzaga players crying on the sideline. Um, 
last time I was yeah. here. And by the way, I had offered, I think I tweeted out my bracket. No, you said you were going to. I never saw it. You didn't I had, tag me in it. I had Baylor. Winning the whole fucking thing? Yes. Hold on. I got, I got mine right here. I have no fucking idea what I have. Yeah. I beat myself. Oh, I had Illinois win the whole motherfucking thing. Oh, that's right. Idiot. I, I had Gonzaga and Illinois in the championship, but I did have Baylor and Gonzaga in the final four. My son, Cade, had Gonzaga. Yep. So it came down to me against him tonight. Gonzaga versus Baylor, and I had Baylor. Nice. So... I said to the lovely and talented Katie Temple on the way down, who hap- who wins it tonight? I said, Kate has Gonzaga. I have Baylor. She said, it's all about the West Coast Conference. She went to St. Mary's. I told her, well, I hope you get the hiccups. <laughs> Is that what you wish to you son yeah. of a bitch? Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm sorry, but, uh, yeah, I just won it. I just won the family. And I won the competition at Upper Deck, too. Did he really? Yeah. Did he get money involved? Nah. Just the idea to tell all those fuckers shut up. That's all I needed to do. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. Let's see. I don't think. No. No, I don't. uh, But I have all of our. I have them all at home. You know what, Dave? I just assumed they wouldn't go very far. So, I guess I didn't worry about it. But, yeah, I had them. So, that's a win for the good guys. All right. Here's here's a. I got to read this thing to you, okay? This, okay. this this made me laugh. Okay. Josh sent it to me. Your son, Jack, was right into Josh during vacation. Okay. Do you know about this at all? No. Okay. So he, here he goes. He writes to him. This is on Saturday. Hey, Josh, pods won again. And Josh writes, they're on fire. Yep. They're finally better than the Dodgers, your son says. <laughs> and then your son writes, I feel bad for your dad because he's going to be disappointed into the season again. again. And Josh, because you think so, the Dodgers look good too. Last time I checked, they're still world champions. Your son. For now. Yes. <laughs> like, what the hell happened here? I don't know. He's on vacation chatting with everybody. Oh, my gosh. Someone sent me a note. It's funny that we're talking about this. Is about Tatis. Um, said, Tatis is done. He swung and missed and looks like he dislocated his shoulder already. Oh, shit. So, said that he got hurt. Son of a bitch. God, Fuck. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> Fuck me for what? What did I do? Best thing could have happened to him was he didn't get a chance to make another error. God Jesus Christ. Damn it. Skillet hands. You got to pray it's not a labrum issue or something torn. Hopefully he comes back in the next few days. Who wrote that? Thor. To which, <laughs> to which Costa replied, thanks, Dr. Chow. Uh, oh, oh. oh, my God. Someone wrote best case scenario would be June that he comes back. What the fuck? Oh, here it is, Dave. Look at this shitty. Oh. Are you watching it? Yeah. For Dr. David Chow. Fernando Tatis Jr. Padres goes down on a swing and exits. By video, worry for the same left shoulder. Ultimately, will need surgery. Hope he can get through season. Jesus Christ. Hey, hey! thanks, Mr. Positive David Chow. This fucking guy hasn't even played 162 games in his career. Yeah. Well, there goes my prediction of 50 fucking home runs. Okay, let's see. Hang on. This guy. <laughs> Listen to this asshole. I know. Listen. Sum it up, mud. Yeah, let's see what you got now. He sits there quiet. 
Because he doesn't know what to say. Watch two seasons of General Hospital. Doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> he's hugging Don. Yeah. He's hugging Don. <laughs> <laughs> he's realizing. Holy fuck, Dave. Mud's just wiping the sweat off his forehead with that big fucking windscreen he has from Bally's. Mud's going back for his 2016 scorebook and looking for every fucking story and joke that he told at that point. Somebody in the stands throw a piece of pizza. We need a joke. Yeah, because he knows we all just ordered 17 shirts that say we're fucked. (laughs) God damn it. Well, happy Easter, Padre fans. Oh, my gosh. Holy cannoli. Jesus, dude. That sucks. Oh, boy. That's not, yeah. So is Kim your new shortstop, or are you moving Machado over? Uh, no, I think Kim plays short. Yeah, I do, too. I think Kim plays I short. I tell you, I am amazed about Manny. Manny literally can put the ball perfectly in the chest every fucking time. Yeah. Whether he's turning a double player over to Hosmer, it's insane. Fuck. It's insane. Do you see how bad the shortstop was for Arizona over the weekend? Yes. Oh, my God, dude. It was it, That was crazy. We like then he took out his first baseman and I. <laughs> Holy that, shit! I'm just sitting here thinking about this, Dave. And what is that goddamn ding that I keep hearing? What are you oh, doing? Oh, do you hear that? There? I didn't know you heard that. Yeah, it's, it's like you're working at the hotel. I know people giving me to tease updates. Um, I, I, I mean, look, either one of those two guys, Tatis or Machado. There was, I, I don't, I think Darren did it, maybe. Talked about who's the most irreplaceable player on the team. It, it's one and one A. Either way you want to go. Tatis, Machado, Machado, Tatis. It doesn't matter. But losing him tonight, this early in the season, for who knows how long, is incredibly demoralizing, not only for the fans, but the entire organization. Yeah. And his teammates. Right? Yeah. Well, well, I'm with you. I mean, is he the best player on the team? Yeah, he's the best player on the team. I still say you can't afford to lose Darvish or Snell right now, especially with Lamette not, not able to pitch. Yeah. I mean, you can't afford to lose one of these aces. I, I it's mean, Tatis and Manny. I mean, those two guys, like you said, Manny's incredibly special, and Manny's out there every fucking day. Like, I, I love Tatis, Dave. Machado is out there every fucking day. Yeah. Says something, right? Yeah. Says something. Shows up to work, man. What can he do? Yeah. It's just, I guess his his work ethic is so much like my own that it probably, what? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> said one fucking word. Yeah. You're sitting over there with your fucking smirk. Jesus. And I told you at the start, don't fucking worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> how quickly do you go get C.J. Abrams? Oh, my gosh. Dude, how about that? I didn't even think about C.J. That who, it's going to be interesting what they possibly do. How quickly they do bring him up if he's the guy. But it's I don't know. He wasn't fucking hitting in the spring after a while. He's oh, not. He's not ready. Shit. He was just drafted in 2019. You're you're so goddamn blind. <laughs> All right. All right. That's fine. Fuck. We'll go ahead and play that game. Yeah, we will. Now everyone's going to have an excuse if they don't make the playoffs. Well, fuck, we didn't have to tease for half the year. Yeah, goddamn. Come and get a deal for Brandon Crawford. Bring Freddie Galvis home. (laughs) 
Hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. Again, tomorrow is Tuesday. By the time you listen to the show, it probably will be Tuesday. Don't forget to turn into Dan Williams or tune into Dan Williams on YouTube. It's Bar Smart Two Minute Tuesday, understanding your cost of debt. Again, Dan's the guy that wants to help you get out of debt. He wants to help you buy your first home. Why wouldn't you call him? Unfortunately, so many people you know, could be you that I'm talking to, you guys are having financial problems. Not easy to do, especially when you live in California. You want to fix that as soon as possible. Calling Dan could be the best call you make. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Boy, oh boy, you go check that credit score like I did today. 814. Nice. Unbelievable. I have $11 in my bank account after paying off my goddamn Coronado trip. But so what? My credit score is good and we're good. Do you have enough gas to get home? I think so. I'll figure it out. But, hey, man, that's what vacation's for, celebrating your family. But right now, I'm just I'm looking at this housing market. I was reading a thing in Coronado where it said that the, the housing, whether it's listings or sales, everything is down 30% from a year ago. Uh, it doesn't probably shock a lot of us. But if you are getting into the housing market and you're hoping to, even with the housing market being as crazy as it is in San Diego, man, you got to make sure that the finances are right, especially right now at tax season. What's the smartest thing to do with that return you're getting? If you have uh, been thinking about what the smartest thing is to do with the next stimulus check, all of it, Dan can answer those questions. Tell him, Dave and Jeff sent you, 858-688-6813. You ever go mess around and just look at different cities of going? If oh, you're yeah. buying a home, like you, you're sitting there saying, well, if I'm going to spend this amount of money in San Diego, what could I get in whatever, Denver, Yeah. for this amount of money? Do you, do you ever play that game? Does, yeah, does it then, depress the fuck out of you? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I, have friends, uh, I have friends that live in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, my friend Nick Rogers just bought a gorgeous house for his family gorgeous house big backyard the whole thing shit that'd probably get him uh i don't know probably get him a uh one bedroom one and a half bath in del cerro yeah i mean he's living loves it the whole thing it's just hey it's that sunshine tax boy is there anybody needs to get punched in the face more (laughs) than anybody yeah that asshole Brian Curry is the guy to help you find that perfect home in San Diego. He can make the dream happen. Look, you decide what neighborhood you want to live in, what street you want to live on. Call Brian Curry. He's the best when it comes to getting the most for your house as well. Make sure Brian's the guy you call to sell your home and to find your brand new home. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. You know what? I have said a lot of negative things, rightfully so, about City Heights. I've said a lot of negative things about Spring Valley, and tonight we welcome the third neighborhood into the fuck that place. Let's give a warm San Diego welcome to East Lake. What happened to East Lake? You what said the, before it was great. The fuck is with 480 a gallon down here? Why don't you all just fucking take two steps back? You and goddamn Walchev thinking you guys are all of a sudden Jan and Dean and you're going to dictate gas prices. Give me That's a fucking break. That's what we do. Yeah, just because you got an Arby's in town doesn't make it, <laughs> make you big shots. Ah, uh, oh, that's a, that looked like a rib. Yeah. We're watching really? Tatis. It looked like he tore his shoulder right out. We're watching Tatis's injury on TV. Oh, yeah, he's not these guys. He's not coming back by the end of this series. Ah, he'll be starting tomorrow. Jesus Christ. Uh East Lake is great. The houses are beautiful, but my God, is this oh, they're down. right. He grabbed his ribs. My God, is oh. I don't know what he's doing. He's grabbing everything. He's faking it. 
fucking red light to tease. God damn it. Excuse maker. Struck out, falls down the ground. Pick an injury, asshole. Pick an injury. <laughs> Guy hurt his shoulder, grabs his right arm, his side. Grabbing his package. <laughs> Costa. Um, no, but I do love East Lake, but god damn, it's so expensive down here. So that's gonna be the thing. Uh, not only is Brian gonna help you find a house. That is right for you, right for your family, great school district, close to work, all of those different types of things. But also, he'll help you find a place where the goddamn mobile station isn't 488 a gallon. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It'd be great. It is. It? I don't know what it is, but gas is more expensive down here than it is in Beverly Hills. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't you want... aren't wrong. You're, it's always been that way. Yeah. I don't want our loyal listeners. Fuck that. Let's go to National City. <laughs> Got that one cool. of those gas stations that don't have a name of it that you've yeah. ever heard of? Al's Gas. Yeah. No kidding. What the fuck is with <laughs> National City and that Ramada Hotel with the blue lights all around it, too? What no is idea. that? I have no idea. Is it always Christmas in National City? <laughs> it's always Hanukkah. Blue. Oh, that's true. I don't know uh, where Brian's going to help you find the house, but he will find the house to your dreams. Give him a call. Let him know we sent you. Tailor-made pools, man. The weather's been extremely nice in San Diego. That's what you pay that sunshine tax for right yes. there. You need to have that swimming pool in the backyard. Alan Taylor, if you follow him on Twitter, man, you saw some of the pools that he's yeah. been putting out. Did Absolutely you see all these incredible. assholes on Twitter? No, what were they saying? Hey, that doesn't look like Barbara Eden to me. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw that. Look at you started. Alan's <laughs> confused as fuck now. Yeah, I'm telling you, though, tailor-made pools is the way to go. 619-449-4452. Call Alan. Get that pool for the summer. 619-449-4452. Dave's exactly right. I retweeted it out. My God, was that an unbelievable backyard, right? Yeah. And right now, more people getting vaccinated. Dave and I are putting ourselves in harm's way so the rest of you fucks can go sit in your restaurant and eat your chili fries. But if you have to stay home... What better way to stay home than with a tailor-made pool in the backyard? I thought that one was one of my favorite ones. Congratulations to Alan, Amy, and their entire team. But more importantly, congratulations to the people that made the call that we've told you to make for three years now. Yeah. Absolutely insane. I've told you, lawn darts are out. Nobody wants to play cornhole. That just sounds creepy, especially when you say it to Nana. Want to play cornhole? Well, I haven't done that in 10 years. Hey, what the fuck's that supposed to mean, <laughs> lady? Clean it up a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, give Alan and his team a call. We'll uh, uh, be watching your backyard be the next one featured on social media. Kyle Flukers, you want to call to build that brand-new website? Look, don't try and do it yourself. Do it the right way. Start making money because people are going to go to your website because it's easy to use. And also, you can turn a profit with your business model. Kyle Pfluger will help you. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Boy, I don't know what happened to that guy. <laughs> Dude, a- you hurt his feelings, you dick. He's got a beautiful Dude, family. You crushed him. He got was so excited for him. And I introduced all the guys and I said on base, Kyle Pfluger. And he said, on base, haven't you heard the joke? What do you call a guy standing around a bunch of musicians? The bass player. So then just to fuck with him, last week I introduced the band again and said, and last but not least on the stand-up bass, <laughs> Kyle Pfluger. He must not listen to the smithereens. <laughs> Nobody the, listens to the smithereens Fucking anymore. smithereens talked about uh, Jenny Crimpton. 
uh, said she uh, played bass like Bill Wyman. Now he is her biggest fan. That was kind of a cool line in that song. Uh, if your website is not getting it done, it's your fault. If you want to make it better, flukes can help. Just don't talk to him about Sting or Bill Wyman. Fucking Randy Jackson was the bass player for Journey, but I guess he's a douche. Okay. <laughs> Got Randy Jackson's autograph on a samurai yeah, sword. Yeah, you have to. Uh, I'm not t- going to not get Randy of Jackson's course, why autograph. Why would you not? I'm not going to pass on that, please. Uh, yeah, if your website's not up to par, you need to make the changes and you should be doing it tonight. Call Kyle, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going to April 6th, which is Tuesday, because there's nothing good on April 5th. Okay. April 6th, we're going Paul Rudd. Goddamn, I saw a video of Paul Rudd and Jimmy Fallon. It's the, it's the most random goddamn video, but it showed up on YouTube the other day, and I could not stop laughing. It's these two guys doing a remake of the video King of Wishful Thinking. Do you, whoever that band is, yeah. I can't think of the band. But if you watch that, it's absolutely spot on to the original, to the point that you watch the original and go, who the fuck designed this video? <laughs> Paul Rudd and Jimmy Fallon do this video. They did another one too, a Sticks video. But watch them do King of Wishful Thinking. Paul Rudd is so... Dude, that guy's underrated, right? Yeah. Insanely funny. 40-Year-Old Virgin is goddamn great in that movie. Go West is the name of the group. Go West. I would not have been able to tell you that. Me neither. But if you watch Rudd and Fallon do that and then watch the original video, it is they nail it. And I think it's actually Paul Rudd singing. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say he's 52. Exactly right. And I'm going to say he's worth, dude, Ant-Man. But he said he didn't get crazy money for making Ant-Man. I'm going to say he's worth uh, $30 million. $70 million. No yep. shit. Yeah. Dude, I like that guy. Him and Joe Buck, the childhood friends. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting. I thought Rudd, remember when Rudd showed up on Friends and we were like, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. The more stuff I see Paul Rudd in, the bigger fan I am. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan. All right, here we go. Candace Cameron Bure, married to Valerie, Bur- Valerie Bure. Yeah. Does uh, he look like he's wearing lipstick too, like his yeah. brother? Yeah. Same time. Uh, she is 47. 45. Oh, God. You I apologize? I do. Good. Uh, 40 million. 15 million. 15? Yeah, her money's 15. I don't know what Valerie is. She seems cool. Yeah, she seems cool. Her brother's a whack job, but yeah. What? She seems cool. She has a million real Christmas brother. movies. Oh, yeah. Kirk, Kirk Cameron, Cameron is, is her brother. brother. Yeah. What show was she in as a kid? She was in... Um, oh, Full Fam- House. Full House. She was the oldest daughter. Oh, yeah. Her brother's a complete fucking nut job. I bet Valerie tells Pavel all the time, this fucking guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> Church in the backyard, nonstop. Is he still married to that hot chick? Yeah, she was hot. The one that was on the show? Yeah. Yeah. And she puts up with his shenanigans? Yeah, still. God bless her. <laughs> All right, Billy D. Williams. Oh, come on. That's the epitome of cool right there, right? Yeah. I'm going to say 82. 84. 84. He definitely got held down by the man. He should be worth a lot more than uh, my final answer. $52 million. Oh, Not even close. $9 million. Nine? Nine. 
See, Dad, I knew it. <laughs> the Billy... man did have a grip on Billy D. God damn, dude. Oh, I'm so frustrated I could punch this tape. <laughs> that guy is 100% worth the $42 million that I assigned to him. We need to get that fixed. Billy D, honestly, God, I can't name one thing he was in outside of the Star Wars movie. Even though I know he's in a shitload of stuff. You always heard women talk about Billy D the way they started to talk about um, Denzel. Like he, he, he was I, the guy that could pull. Of course he was. Are you going <laughs> to... Fuck you say that like that's a question. Like he's Lars from Metallica. What was he like, in besides Star Wars? What was he in? Did you ever see a movie called Brian's Song? Oh, Christ, I did. He didn't make big money in that. That movie's overrated as fuck, dude. You're overrated. Dude, when people say they cry in that one, I'm like, are you serious? Please. It's a little, it's not necessarily family friendly. <laughs> Doesn't Jack Warden play George Hallis in that? I'm trying to think now. You might be right. Fuck, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Jack Martin's in that movie. That's Mark Grant. That movie's great. I love Jimmy Conn, too. Yeah, he didn't make it. Nope. Jimmy Conn never made it. Godfather. God, yeah. Jimmy Half Days. (laughs) That's it. All right, here's one I don't even know if you'll know, but it's one of those reality TV shows, fake reality TV shows that I watch. Okay. Do you know who Todd Chrisley is? Is he the guy in USA Network? Yeah, Chrisley knows best. A fucking bell over there. Like, I got the bell. I turned I this timed shit it. up. I timed it perfect that I got the bell when I got it right. Um, yeah, we see his ads all the time when we're watching Monday Night Raw. I'm going to say that guy's, I'm going to say he's 60. 52. Oh, fuck. Sorry. It's worth uh, a lot of money, though. But there's something weird about that guy, right? A bunch there- of things are weird. One is it's hard to believe he's the most feminine guy ever. Yeah. Okay. Um, he has 16 a, million, I'll say, for his money. What did you say? 60 or 16? Six zero. 50. Pretty good. Oh, okay. Real estate. Made his money yeah. in real estate. Now, here's the deal that if anyone watches the show, Rita and I watch the show all the time because it's filmed in Nashville. So there's a, the, the area where he lives was close to where I lived. Oh, wow. But the house that they do the show in, that's supposed to be the house they live in, <clears throat> yeah. it's not the house they live in. There's nothing, it, it's a TV studio. Oh really? So when yeah, when you pull oh, up because we went by the house and there, you know, all the TV stuffs in the backyard. Well, they're living yeah. like that. And if you watch the TV show, there are never any pictures on the walls or anything like you know, like a real family would have, especially with all those kids. It's just a, it's a TV house, but it's so in weird. a really nice neighborhood. It's like the house is worth more than a million dollars. Yeah, I've never but, seen the show. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's it's uh, the show's not not terrible, and the daughter yeah. used to date a hockey player for the Predators and everything oh. else. All right. All right, here we go. Five random questions. Okay. What concern you most about the Padres? Uh, now, this is before Tatis yeah, went down. Yeah, shit. Uh, Tatis injury, number one. Um, well, it'd be, it'd be the two things that we talked the most about tonight. The Tatis injury, number one, and uh, Paddock, Morion. I mean, you're going to have to have... You're concerned about the back two starters in your rotation. Yeah, I mean, I, I know Lamette's four or five weeks away from, from coming back. Uh, and I was, man, Weathers to me just looked like a dude that it was not too big a moment for him. So maybe it ends up being those two guys. I mean, as we're sitting here watching the game, uh, I mean, they're still in the game, right? Yeah, so for Maury Hone, but Maury Hone. He's given up a couple of homers tonight, a couple of solo shots. But he didn't pitch into the fifth? No. So these dudes going four innings, it's a little crazy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's only two to one. Not bad. 
Right? Let's start extending this. No, they could up. easily win this game by the time we get off there. Yeah. But I would say that. All right. Fernando Tatis, do you honestly believe he was pressing or do you think it was an injury? Uh, well, again, if you if we would have asked this an hour ago, I would have said a combination of the two. Yeah. I would have said a combination. Um, because he just I, – I don't know. I mean, I with all respect to Bryce and everybody else – he doesn't really strike me as the guy that's going to be pressing to live up to the contract. He's Hope a, not. But you remember, he's a young kid, too. I got it. A lot of pressure to be on, right? I, I thought Bryce wrote today, it's a lot, man, at 22 to be the face of baseball. You're on MLB The Show. You're you're doing commercials. Yeah. You're Gatorade, all these different things. But, I mean, he just strikes me as a guy very level-headed in tune with things. But the way he went down tonight, Dave, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. No, no left shoulder, ribs, whatever it is. Calf, Achilles. Yeah. Seem to be holding 19 different things on the way down. Yeah, I think, um, for me, at least watching this weekend, I want to believe it's an injury and that he's not pressing. Like, yeah. I, and, and I know that's not good either, but at some point you just say, dude, the, the money is guaranteed. Don't worry about the money. Just well, play the game. He, yeah, and this year it's not crazy money. Yeah. I did think, though, um, along with what Bryce wrote, I buy into what he said a lot. That we've seen it, history has shown that if a guy really uncorks a home run like that, I mean, shit, Dave, if he hits a 340 and it gets out, maybe that's a little enough to just kind of burst the bubble, right? Um, But to unload one like that, we've seen it with Tatis before where that can get him jumpstart and kind of get him back on track, take some of that pressure off. I don't know. Hopefully uh, hopefully it's not too bad with that – shoulder and we get him back sooner rather than no. later hopefully sooner is right that would suck if the statue that he talks about all the time to be the one of him going down on one knee grabbing his shoulder statue it's not, it's with not a, a good sling. statue not a good statue good goddamn how many padre games do you plan on going to this season um hmm. we talked about today at work i think within a couple of weeks the Numbers go up so we can start going back, right? Get it back to 30%. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many weekend games I'll go to, but the guys at Upper Deck, we've talked about making regular stops on Tuesday night games because we feel like we could probably get in on StubHub for about 25 bucks. And if you're going out there and it's 25% full and you're getting in for 25 bucks, we're going to do that a lot. So... I would say my guess right now is, uh, uh, I'm going to say 10. Okay. Good deal. One of the kids that I used to coach who now is able to afford his own tickets, like has a real job, you know, and finally moved out and kind of setting his own life going in the right direction. He said he spent $1,000 this weekend going to Padre games. Jesus Christ. He said he got out of control, just started buying shots for everybody, people, strangers. So excited the Padres are back. (laughs) Yeah, the you better call Dan Williams. Yeah, it went absolutely nuts. All right, here we go. Couple would you rather's? Would you rather live in a cave or live in a treehouse? Oh, I'll take the treehouse. Me too. Fuck a cave. Yeah, fucking cave. Get a bear in there. Oh, it's true. Or bats. Yes. All right. Would you rather be a famous director or a famous actor? Well, that's funny too. Um. I kind of like the famous director. Yeah, I knew you'd say that. Yeah. I knew you'd say that. I like that. I like being responsible for it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, again, I've never been on a movie set, so I'm always curious to know what the fuck, how important is a director, but obviously it's very important. Yeah, I like that. I would do that. All Where right, last one. This is one you probably got to think about for a second. Okay. Would you rather live without the internet or live without AC and heating? Uh Oh. Uh... Without AC and heating. Okay. Yeah, you can. Me too. Yeah, without the internet, you're completely shut down from the outside world. Yeah. Like, you can get a blanket. You can get a fan. You didn't say electricity. No. So, yeah. Go old school. Every time you're driving your car, you got the windows down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just jamming. Do you remember that? Like, I remember I used to have to part my hair on the the left side of my head (laughs) because when I had to put the window down, it would keep the part. But yeah. if you went the other way, it completely fucked your hair up by the time no, you're going yeah. wherever you're going. It's a mess. My kids and I, <laughs> my kids and I will drive that strand, and I make them all the time, even in the winter. Put the windows down. They got blankets, right, the whole thing. But it's like you just try to get the car as cold as you can, and then you get out, you just look like a racer head. What the hell is I doing? So fun though. Why wouldn't you? Do you go? Do you ever do this though? Where you go windows down where it's fucking freezing, but you turn the heater on in the car? Oh yeah, yeah. That's not bad. No, we do that. We used to do that in Tennessee in the winter all the time. But goddamn, Dave, you make that drive up and down the strand. We like it. Yeah. Put a little, put our Spotify playlist on different things on there, and uh, little life is a highway. They dig that. And but goddamn, you get get to the end by the dell there you're like oh can't feel my ears <laughs> and i gotta pee because the heater's been on of course and the cold air's been hitting me in the face i'm gonna fucking die <laughs> right here all right well, all right let's get out of here that was that was uh, that was a fairly long show all right we'll get the fuck out of here we'll see you wednesday and hopefully have an update on tatis we will by wednesday i promise we, we should right <laughs> all right see everybody When I'm back